Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. See, this is why Matt Essig is so good, because I said, we're going to do a little eye on the enemy, and I started badly singing, do you know your enemy? And he just fires it up. The instrumental version, but it's still the same damn song, baby. Matty Ice on it, as always. Final hour of power on this Thursday afternoon of Burgundy and Gold Game Day, as the 2-2 two and two Commanders host the 0-4. Chicago Bears. By the way, for those of you that believe in this uh, sort of thing, 72%, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, of the betters, or of bets, I should say, are uh, on the commanders at minus six over the Bears. We will see. Joining us right now from the Windy City, I used to call Chicago my home for six years. It's where my daughter was born and my son grew up. Uh, so always fond of the city of Chicago, the Windy City, is Gabe Ramirez, nighttime host, 670 The Score in Chicago and Odyssey Station. Uh, also does uh, work with uh, BetQL, of course, uh, as you guys know, BetQL, very important here, and Fox 32 in Chicago as well. Gabe, it's Chris Russell back here in uh, D.C. How are you, my friend? I got to say, Chris, first of all, it's good to speak to you, and I got to let you know, you know, if the public won all the time, Vegas would be out of business. So if 72% are taking that minus six, you might as well fade them, right? That is that's, true. That's a good that's point. All right there. That's a good point. That, <laughs> Maybe that's just wishful thinking for, for, for my bears. Though. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, now, I appreciate you making some time for us. I know you got some family things going on, and it was good to uh, join you earlier this week. So so let's start here. I, you know, Obviously, 0-4, not the way anybody would draw it up. I was watching a bunch of that Broncos game back, and I know, the um, I know the game at the end obviously did not go the way anybody in Chicago wanted, but this was finally a Bears team that appeared capable of of, of hurting you when they're on. I mean, I saw Cole Komet running free down the seam, boom, easy touchdown, pitch and catch. I don't know if DJ Moore was in or not. I mean, Gene Steratore said uh, he you know he kicked the the pylon, which I saw uh, shouldn't have counted, but it did. Like this was an offense finally that you go. Hmm. Okay. I can see what they're trying to build here. Is all that fair? No, unfortunately not, Chris. Okay. I think the fact of the matter is, you know, when you look at the beginning of your statement, they were playing the Denver Broncos. Mm, and true. when you look at that defense, you know, one of the bottom in the league, 
And so, you know, you're supposed to do things like that, right? Regardless of, of who you are in the NFL, because any team can put up points. That's who they are. The talented players, Justin Fields, no different from that. I think the big issue with Justin Fields is the lack of consistency. You can put up a game like that, 300 yards for the very first time, throw your four touchdowns. But when's the next time you're going to do something like that or even come close for that matter? If you look at Justin Fields last year, he only got over 200 yards twice and he played in almost every game last season. So you look at things like that. And I think that's what people are really starting to notice in Chicago. Chris is that, you know, they, they had high hopes and expectations for Justin Fields to be a top 10 quarterback. But I think the fact of the matter is he's slipping somewhere in that 17 to 22 range. Mm -hmm. And when you want to be consistently winning in the NFL, uh, you cannot have a quarterback that lives in that space. If you have a mediocre defense, which is what the bears have. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, That's a good point. Uh, And and you're right. It was against Denver who had earlier uh, or a week before given up uh, 70 (laughs) points and probably could have given up 80 uh, to the Miami Dolphins. Gabe Ramirez, 670 the score and other outlets, including BetQL with us here on the BetQL guest hotline. Um, So, uh, listen, I wasn't a huge fan of Fields coming out of Ohio State. I thought he would struggle as a passer. I think that's fair to say that he has. Are they trying to make him more of a pocket passer by design and because that's the best way to protect him? Or is that just the natural evolution, again, of a quarterback in year three, that if you can't beat somebody from the pocket or you know from a more conventional attack – you're just not going to beat enough people in this league. Yeah, it's a great question. And I think what they were trying to do at the beginning of the season most certainly was to make Justin Fields a pocket passer. But you have to have context there, right? And I think that the reason being is because they wanted to make him a complete quarterback, not necessarily just have him in the pocket. But, hey, we want to make you better at that particular thing. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the biggest issue there is that uh, they tried to force it all at one moment. And I think that shows the youth and the inexperience of a first-time offensive coordinator in Luke Getze, who's 39 years old, by the way. And then you have the quarterback coach, Andrew Ginoco, who's 35. And they're trying to teach a 24-year-old mm. how to be a professional quarterback in the NFL. And I think their scheme and how they're going about it just isn't the best way. Um, but again, this is the question I'm asking everybody in Chicago, regardless of what excuse they try to give for the Bears. Matt Eberflus, Luke Getze, whatever it is, offensive line. And I say, and if you hold true for those things, if he does have a good offensive coordinator, if he does have a good offensive line, is he then a top 10 quarterback? And the answer is still no. And so I think that's where we're at as Bears fans, where we understand, hey, Justin Fields is who he is. I call him a little bit better Joshua Dobbs. Mm. <laughs> and, and and for me, it's like that's who he is, and it's okay. And it's not a bad thing. It's just it's hard to – listen, there's a million quarterbacks in the world, right? But you, in the NFL, only the top 15 are the ones that we're really looking at. And if you fall outside of that, it's okay to re- hit the reset button and try to go get another one that fits in that mold. Gabe Revere is with us uh, at Chicago underscore Gabe on X slash Twitter. Uh, and make sure you follow him for good Chicago information, not just on the Bears, but a lot on the Bears. So uh, make sure you give him a follow. Um, all right, so you just brought up something that I want to ask you. Like, I understand your premise, and I, be- I agree with everything that you just said and-, and people that you've talked to and some of the limitations and some of the obstacles that he has to go against. The problem is, is when you trade from, what was it, uh, what was it, 20 to 11 and surrender the assets that they did to the Giants to get Justin Fields, you do need more than this, right? Most certainly. 
And, uh, you know, then that's what you do. I think it shocked the entire city of Chicago when they uh, traded up to get Justin Fields. I think it was a desperate move by the two people that were in power at the time, Matt mm-hmm. Nagy and Ryan Pace. They were trying to save their jobs. They knew that they needed someone that they could develop in order to be that. And they were put in a tough situation, too, right? They're, they have Andy Dalton. Uh, they, 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 the plan was to have him play out the season, have a mediocre year, and then hand the keys to Justin Fields. That thing got blown up as soon as Andy Dalton gets injured. And then, obviously, Pace and Nagy are out, and you know that, that affects Justin Fields. But I think the team as a whole just needs everything, right? Ryan Pace, or excuse me, Ryan Poles, the current GM of the Bears, said if the defense is better, then that means Justin Fields is better. The problem is the defense isn't better, right? It's, right. it's not playing at a top-tier level. So, again, Chris, you need – defense, offense. There's just so many. It's the same problem as last year. There's just so many holes on the Chicago Bears team. And what we've seen this season when they've been 0-4 is that every team that they've played is significantly more stacked on talent alone, just mm-hmm. talent. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see that today. Unfortunately, you know, on the defensive side, Washington just has killers. On the offensive side of the ball, you know, weapons galore. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough night for the Bears for sure. That offensive line surely hasn't helped i know uh who was it Te- uh was it tevin jenkins right that was the kid out of oklahoma state a couple of years ago right a couple I- years ago yeah right and he hasn't really provided what they were hoping right he's had a hard time staying on the field i mean darnell wright was taken uh the big kid from um, um tennessee. yeah from mm-hmm. tennessee late in the first round um like so, uh, not late in the first round uh i want to say midway through the first round nine yeah yep. right exactly so w- why hasn't that come together is that again you know some of what we're dealing with here gabe is sam howell holds on to the ball too long justin fields certainly appears to be holding on to the ball too long or is this is just a poorly put together offensive line. I know it's it's tough when you take a look at the offensive line of the Chicago Bears on a macro level. Tevin Jenkins most certainly was supposed to be the, the guy that was going to step in, play one of the tackle positions. Now he's playing left guard for the Bears, and he's, he's supposed to be making his way back. He's practiced all week, so he should be in the lineup today. When you look at Darnell Wright, young project, you know, played right tackle all throughout college. Uh, but he's sixth in the league right now in pressures allowed from the right tackle position. Um, when you look at the left tackle, Braxton Jones, a fifth-round draft pick that Ryan Poles, young GM, you know, got to love their own guys, decided that, hey, we don't want to create depth behind left tackle. We're okay with this fifth-round pick from Utah State. And and I think so there's things like that. You have a Cody Whitehair who's supposed to be playing center, but because of the injury to Tevin Jenkins, he gets moved over to guard. 27-year veteran Lucas Patrick <laughs> comes in and plays center, <laughs> and and he's you know he's not doing well right now. So it's, it's just it's injuries, um, but at the same time, I think what we all realize, the Washington Commanders fan base, ours as well, is that it's difficult to put five big yep. grown men together on a line that can play well and stop these gladiators that are on the other side trying to get the quarterback. So it's a difficult task, and I think everyone's trying to do their best, but certainly it aids in uh, Justin Fields' lack of production. Uh, Gabe Ramirez from The Score in Chicago with us on the BetQL guest hotline. Nice enough to give us some time uh, to take a look at the enemy tonight. Uh, the Chicago Bears winless at 0-4. Uh, a valiant effort against the Denver Broncos, but again, did fall short. So I would say, right, if, if like there's a strength of the Bears offense, certainly maybe even of the team, it would be wide receiver because of D.J. Moore, uh, you know, because and, and really I should say receivers, uh, if you mix in the tight end with Cole Komet, Tanyan, who uh, hasn't been the same since a couple of years ago in Green Bay, but still, um, 
so I would say that Equanimous St. Brown, all that, but then you have the whole Chase Claypool situation. And <laughs> I, I, like, I don't know what happened to Chase Claypool because I mean, he was so good in his rookie year in Pittsburgh, Gabe, we all remember that. And, and then yeah. all, he just fell off the face of the earth. And then the bears just paid so much for him. And less than a year <laughs> later, it's a complete unmitigated disaster. I'll let you take it from here. <laughs> it is most certainly a disaster, Chris. And I think, the biggest issue, right, is you have to know what kind of receiver you have, mm-hmm. right? A guy like Chase Claypool wants to be targeted 10 to 12 times a game. He wants to be able to get that ball that, hey, when I'm covered, I'm open. He needs that kind of quarterback that can be a gunslinger. Like, it has to be a perfect pairing. And I think what Ryan Poles is trying to do is say, hey, let's give Justin Fields anyone, because let's not, let's not forget, there was no DJ Moore there last year. Mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney was injured. Equinemius St. Brown, who you mentioned, along with Dante Pettis, were like, we had like the worst receiver room in the NFL, right? So anyone would have been an upgrade. The problem is Justin Fields isn't a gunslinger. He won't target someone 10 times, right? So I think that was the issue with Claypool. And then the other mistake that they made, they had too many, too many Chiefs in the form of wide receivers, right? Now you got to feed DJ Moore. Now you got to feed Darnell Mooney. You got to feed Cole Komet. You got to feed Chase Claypool. And the Bears aren't throwing the ball 50 times a game. So you're going to run into some of those issues where you have an alpha receiver that wants the ball, doesn't get it. And he's like, man, get me out of here. Put me on a team where they do throw the ball. And I think he successfully is getting that done right now, which is punching his ticket out of Chicago. Yeah, but how do you get I, – I mean, clearly they're not going to get what they paid for him. No, fifth like, or sixth round, maybe. Uh, like, maybe. Are they going to even get that? Because he's become – Gabe, as you know, he's become a pain in the ass. Nobody wants to touch him. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And I think that you got to, like – again, you got to go find, like, some young quarterback that, you know, doesn't have a receiver, right? Like, oh, you know, I know we have Michael Pittman in Indianapolis, but – you know, even though they, they'll never take them there. But I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of teams that, that would, right, that mm-hmm. that their franchise can just use some kind of injection of life. Take the Tennessee Titans, all right? There goes the team. John Hopkins not necessarily performing up to the level that they would like him to. You get a guy like Chase, you're like, whatever, I'll take a flyer on you for the rest of the year for a sixth-round pick. And, and man, if you make if you do it well, then that's going to be great. So, I, again, I, you're right. I, mean, I don't think they're going to cut him. They'll just, they'd rather hold on to him. But I think somebody would be desperate enough to give up a fifth or sixth round pick that they don't value my sixth round pick if they don't value it too much. Mm. Gabe Ramirez from the score in Chicago with us. Eye on the enemy right here on the Team 980 on the BetQL guest hotline. Before we run out of time, uh, you know, Eberflus was thought of, uh, you know, as this great young defensive coordinator. A lot of people liked him. Obviously gets a head coaching opportunity. It has not gone well, as we know. But what the hell has gone on with the defense? I know they're beat up on the secondary. My guy Greg Stroman, who I used to cover here, is out there making a a play or two on Sunday that I saw uh, when I was watching the game back. But, I mean, they're beat up. They're banged up. They're averaging. I, I didn't realize it. I didn't realize it was this. I knew it was bad. Uh, and all the rankings, but but Gabe, you, you know this probably. They're they're averaging like fifty three more yards per game allowed than the rest of the NFL, and and the most startling number is fifty nine percent on third down. That's in, I, I mean that's absurd. It's unreal, and it's it's but but it is the defense. I mean, I will give Ibrahim some sort of grace in that, you know, no Eddie Jackson, your starting safety, yeah. free safety, no uh, Jaquan Brisker today, no Jalen Johnson, your what could it be an all pro cornerback for you? No Kyler Gordon, who was your second round draft pick. And so, you know, you have, you know, your secondary is depleted, your interior line is trash, but here's something, that, this is why I, I sometimes have issue with the direction the bears are going, right? 
the Bears as a team, up until this point, only have 22 pressures mm. on the quarterback as a team. Right. J- Jalen Carter, who they passed up on uh, to take Darnell Wright, has 20 by himself mm. for mm. the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. So, like, again, I think it's like things like that where, you know, you just outthink yourself, you know, and you, you kind of put yourself in that, that, that little kind of situation. But the Eberflus should be able to get the defense to play at a high level because that is a specialty. And I think that's why a lot of Chicagoans are coming down on him right now because – not only is the team performing poorly and has lost 14, 15 straight, but your defense, which you're supposed to be good at, is playing poor as well. Yeah, uh, and and that and that's with spending a pretty good chunk of change yeah. on Yannick Ngakwe. <laughs> yep, Yannick Ngakwe, TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, you spend money on the defense, right? And and still, it's not performing. Anywhere how how near is it, how has Edmonds, by the way, uh, looked so far? I I, I didn't yeah. see enough of him. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was brought in, right, as the anti-Roquan Smith because mm-hmm. he created turnovers, whereas mm-hmm. Roquan didn't. We haven't seen that yet. He flies over the field. I can say that. And he is a huge human being. Like, you stand up next to that guy, mm-hmm. and he looks like he's from a different planet. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, I think he's settling in. I think he's playing in a defense, clearly, like we just mentioned, Chris, that doesn't have the same talent as he had in Buffalo. And as we know, when you have talented people around you, just like your defensive line right now in Washington, other people can be successful. And so TG, T, uh, Tremaine Edmonds doing it on his own, uh, that, that's going to be tough for him. And TJ Edwards, I think he leads the league in, uh, in tackles right now. Yeah, I, so, I wonder if one of those two guys has a breakout performance tonight against this Washington team. I mean, Nick Morrow, who's like, you know, a backup, backup linebacker, yeah. um, you know, had three sacks against Howell and the commander's offensive line. Just just making plays, scraping up, you know, empty holes or, or gaps or whatever, uh, and just going with the flow. I wonder if one of those two guys has a, a big game for the Bears from a production standpoint, not only tackles, but again, potential game-changing plays. Uh, we'll see. Gabe, this is awesome. I appreciate you. Uh, I got a million other questions, uh, but I'm out of time. But I really appreciate you making some time. I know you got some family stuff going on. Uh, try and enjoy the game, I guess, is the best advice I can give you. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe things will turn around someday. Hey, at least you always have the Chicago Cubs. And the White Sox. Uh, I'm a Sox fan, which is, makes this year even worse, Chris. Okay. So thanks, well, for, thanks for reminding me yeah, about I'm that. Sorry. Thank you. I, you know, I, I screwed that up, and I, I, sh- I should have I should have noted that. I, I did I did see that, and, and my bad. I, I said the wrong Chicago team. So I, I'm sure you take a little. I'm sure you take a little glory in the Cubs uh, faltering at the end. But you know, as we all know, we need stuff to talk about, and it's not easy to talk about a winless football team. Uh, that's for sure. The city, city's a better place when the Cubs are winning. Uh, but, hey, I'll be watching the game just like you and checking out your commanders and those cool black threads. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. Good to have All you right. on. That's have a, a little eye on the enemy. Gabe Ramirez from The Score in Chicago and Fox 32 as well in Chicago. Make sure you follow him at Chicago underscore Gabe on X. Back with your calls. Dum-dum of the day, a final pick and prediction. All still to come over the next 40 minutes. Don't forget. Burgundy and Gold game day pregame show. The Take Command pregame show unofficially, officially starts at 4. Craig Hoffman, Logan Paulson, they are getting set to broadcast from Tap Sports Bar inside MGM National Harbor. Coming up at the top of the hour, make sure you join them on this Thursday as we get set for the Commanders and the Bears. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, once again, thanks to Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score at Fox 32 in Chicago. A little eye on the enemy preview. Appreciate him coming aboard. Good stuff there. Uh, yeah, uh, the Bears are, are awful in a lot of ways. Again, maybe they found something last week on offense. Uh, you know, I was talking to uh, an NFL coach is how I'll uh, label it. Uh, and a uh, little insight uh, that I can share with you defensively. Uh, this coach said nothing exotic, primarily a four man rush zone coverage. Uh, they produce limited negative plays. If Washington's uh, avoids unforced errors, you're going to have to see uh, a good night. And of course on offense quarterback talented, as they know, or as everybody knows, try and get him out of the pocket on boots. I mean, I saw, yeah, I saw a lot of movement. You know, I mean, again, you're no surprise, but movement by design. Um, and this coach said, you know, look, they were able to run the ball with Khalil Herbert. And that, you know, that is what you worry about is if Herbert and Fields can press you or crease you. Um, he said, if there's no running game for Chicago, they have no chance. Now, again, that means Fields and Herbert. Remember, they got rid of David Montgomery, who had such a big night for the Lions last week and who's been really good. Um, you know, but but he also points out, listen, you take away the run, obviously it's going to make it harder for them to pass. But if you give them the run, whether it's Herbert or Justin Fields escaping, Fields is good enough where he's going to be able to find where he's going to be able to find Cole Komet. And DJ Moore. You're going to be able to find them. So, I mean, the answer obviously is I think you have to, from a game plan perspective, try and do everything you can to keep Justin Fields in the pocket. And so that he doesn't destroy you on the run, either scrambling by design or on boots or on sprint rollouts. And Craig and Logan will have more on this, obviously, coming up during their time. I'm not going to try and tell you anything I, I'm i not you know, smart enough to tell you other than, I mean, 
I watch football as much as anybody, and duh, you want to make Justin Fields beat you from the pocket. That being said, don't sleep on the fact that, again, he can't hurt you with, again, more commit. And um, and the receiver that caught a touchdown pass, again, I mentioned this earlier in the show, last year, Darnell Mooney caught like a 40-yard touchdown pass against Kendall Fuller last year. Now, Kendall's been great this year. But don't fall asleep on Darnell Mooney either. Again, if you give them time, last week, I didn't think it was the greatest game for the left side of the defensive line. Montez Sweat had a couple of hits, including one late. Deron Payne had a couple uh, had a big hit, including one late. But not enough. Not enough. You just heard Gabe on Darnell Wright, the rookie, who some people th- thought was taken way, 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 way too early. And then the rest of their line, and even if they get Tevin Jenkins back tonight, which is expected, is not good. This defensive line has to, has to dominate this game tonight. Has to. Because otherwise, Justin Fields is going to hurt you. All right, let's get to uh, Mitch in Jersey. What up, Mitch? How are you? Thanks for hanging in there. How you doing, Rosa? All right, Mitch, what's going on? Cockadoodle do. Yeah, you know, when I hear that, I think of Fog Hall Leghorn. <laughs> they don't make cartoons as good as they used to do. Hey, uh, Chester Hill is the whole, it's the whole team. He's like the Dan Marino. He's like Greg Landry. That's who he reminds me of. He's doing it all. And if they get the first-round pick, you know, it's Justin Fields will be starting for another team next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Caleb Williams, you know, DJ Youngle, uh, Drake Mayer. There's so many good teams. And I don't know how – and I think one of those guys is going to be playing for Atlanta. No way that is Riddick is better than Sam Howell already. He's got no 12. Look at the weapons that he's got. He's got Drake London. He's got Pitts. I don't know where they come I, I say all the backups and some third stringers are better than Zach Wilson. I don't know where they come up with stuff. But uh, our line's got to play great, and uh, we got better weapons than them offensively, so I don't think it'd be a close game. I hope so. Uh, I, I hope you're right. Thank you, Mitch. I appreciate you hanging in there. Um, yeah, I hope so. Uh, let's go to Chris in Maryland uh, real quickly here before the bottom of the hour. Uh, hang on, Nolan, Chicago. We'll get to you on the other side, I promise. Uh, Chris, what up? What's going on? How are you doing today? All right, Chris, what's going on? Hey, hey. Uh, when you, when he was talking, he was talking about, hey, Justin Fields is not one of those quarterbacks and he failed. But you know Lamar Jackson only threw for, what, four 300-yard games in his career? You know, it's the way you build, you, the way you build your offense around and mm-hmm. – you know, Lamar Jackson got a winning percentage record, and, you know, uh, they catered the offense towards him. But with that said, um, this is a trap game tonight. The reason why I was saying it, uh, it's a trap game tonight is because, you know, the whole the whole nation is talking about Chicago, how terrible they've been, how the, the losing streak they're, they're on today. So, like, basically what I'm saying is tonight don't, don't be alarmed if it's a one-point win either way. But uh, it's a lot of homecoming tonight. Like, you got – Yarkway, you got DJ Moore, you got Nate Davis over there. So it's gonna be um it's gonna be a lot going on today. But Chicago, only two sacks the whole year. Washington, if this Washington will win the game if Sam Howell throw over three hundred yards because actually Chicago is decent against the run. Uh but they like you said, uh third down conversion, you can convert all day on them. But Sam Howell throw for three hundred yards today. I think this would be a win for uh, Washington today. But if not, you know, don't sleep on Chicago because they got a heck of an offense. And you know what happened when Washington is the type of team that – a get-right team. Remember that? They go mm-hmm. always – when you're playing Washington, you mm-hmm. get right all of a sudden. So mm-hmm. 
hey, don't the fan base don't feel bad if you get a one point win. Chicago, they they're NFL, they're a professional team today. They they spend a lot of money. They had ninety six million dollars in free agency. Mm-hmm. They tried to make the team better. Uh, they try to plug holes. They're NFL team. And everybody had high hopes on Chicago before they started the season. Don't forget, they were favored coming in yes. uh, week one. Yes, they were. Don't forget that. But yes, they hey, were. Like I said, uh, we, I like to see more of the defensive line tonight because if you go on PFF there on Washington, you know who that is? You just said his name. Uh, wait, I, you dipped uh, out there for boy. a second. Uh, whose name yeah. did I? Oh, Deron Payne? Yeah. No, Chris. No, Deron Payne. Fuller is the best defensive player. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuller, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, but everybody else, everybody else, Gray's been in the sixties, like Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. Hey, this is the game. No, I'm with you. Your your phone is dipping out there, so I'm going to let you go. I appreciate it. It's a good call, and I think you're right. I mean, I, I think we've sounded the correct alarm bells. I've said you need a convincing win. It doesn't mean that I think they're going to get a convincing win. As a matter of fact, I honestly sit here and I go, I don't have the confidence in any way, shape, or form that this is going to be easy. My official pick coming up shortly. But I don't think this is going to be easy. I think it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of what it was against Arizona. Honestly. And if you're that close with – more talent than Arizona had and with the way this defense is played and with the fact that you're on a short week and you played 78 plays or whatever it was and it's still somewhat warm, hmm, I could see another bad night statistically for this defense. The question will be, is last year they were able to force turnovers on downs and turnovers or takeaways against the Bears. Tonight, will they? They didn't have any any takeaways last week or last Sunday in Philadelphia. Time for a trending alert and then more of your calls plus our official pick and Dumb Dumb of the Day. All right, as we mentioned, get you set for the Commanders and the Bears. Rest of our show and then Craig Hoffman and Logan Paulson. Take over at 4 o'clock. Take command pregame show and the Hoffman show live from TAP. Sports Bar inside MGM National Harbor. Uh, If you're on your way up to FedEx Field, stop in, say hello to the boys. They'll have you covered and have you covered right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Doc and Linnell have you covered on your way home tonight right here on 980 and the Odyssey app. Uh, as they handle a little post-game show, and actually Linnell will be on during the game. So we have full night and evening coverage for you right here on the Team 980. Meanwhile, from college football, Pat Fitzgerald, the former Northwestern coach, suing his former university $130 million for wrongful firing. Mel Tucker, the former Michigan State head coach, uh, alleges that he has, quote-unquote, new evidence uh, in a case and a filing uh, against Michigan State, which fired him for sexual misconduct. And we're going to get to this in just a sec. Brian Dable, the Giants head coach, obviously a bad start for them, condemning his right tackle, Evan Neal's concerns and criticisms of the fans, saying it was a quote-unquote poor decision. And that's what's trending. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, the uh, Bears have made a roster move, according to Mike Garofolo of NFL Network, who's actually at FedEx Field. Can't wait to see Mike. Say hello to him. Haven't seen him in a while. Uh, Tevin Jenkins is officially activated, as we kind of talked about with Gabe Ramirez, uh, and he will play tonight, or is certainly expected to play uh, tonight. And instead, they cut Nathan Peterman. Remember John Gruden's favorite quarterback, Nathan Peterman? Cut him. So, They only have two quarterbacks on the roster going into tonight, Justin Fields and the rookie Tyson Badgett from, um, uh, what's that small uh, school? Shepard. Shepard University? Is it Shepard University? I think it's Shepard. Not too far away from here in West Virginia. I think it's Shepard University. Um, But either way, so, uh, you know, that's it. So if they go through two quarterbacks, they'll be with a position player as an emergency quarterback because they don't have a third. Um, So – uh, again, that that just in. All right, before we get to what a prominent New York sports voice fried a Giants player with, let's get to Noel in Chicago, who's been patiently waiting on the Odyssey app. Noel, always good to hear from you. How are you, pal? How's it going, Chris? Good Great. afternoon. I'm excited, excited for the game tonight. Yes, sir. Um, a lot of Chicago fans, honestly, they're they're really demoralized even going into the night thinking that they're going to lose. Um, I don't think we need, we shouldn't be taking this lightly. Obviously I think we need to win and execute. Um, if there's one area of concern, and I just wanted to let this out to you, Chris, cause you're always awesome on the radio. Thanks. I am really hoping that Cody Barton doesn't mess this up when it comes to just staying in his coverage and missed tackles. And I just hope our linebackers are able to play to their potential. We've been talking about the D line. That is very true. I'm just worried that those guys let us down in any kind of way where the game all of a sudden gets out of hand, where the Bears are suddenly scoring points. That's really my main concern for tonight. I think everything else I'm pretty confident in, but I'm worried about our linebackers a little bit. Yeah, so. and, and I don't blame you, especially having, you know, like if you saw uh, any of the game from Chicago and Denver last week, you know, I mean, what I did, Cole, yeah. Cole Komet just ran, you Killed know, them. right? So, I mean – you would think that matchup is going to be Jamin, but Barton's been involved in a lot of pass coverage and been very good. And uh-huh. I'll take it back to a key third and eight late in, I want to say it was late in regulation because it wasn't an overtime. Late in regulation, I think it was to set up the second A.J. Brown touchdown. Um, and it the was. Linebacker th- left the zone. Yeah. The linebacker, I think, left the zone. And then, and then like, uh, Cole Komet just, like, was literally standing no, no, right no, there. No, no, no. Uh, I meant, I meant in, uh, for, for Washington, uh, last oh, week in you. Philadelphia on a third and eight where, where Barton was too late rotating over. Derek Forrest didn't close the gap enough. Oh. They were in zone, you know, and, 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 uh, and the Philadelphia receiver basically just pitched a 10, you know, and yeah. set up shop yeah. in the middle of the field on third yeah. and eight. I mean, like, you, you know, you, 
this is the kind of thing that cannot happen tonight because you would think, right? Listen, they're game planning too. They know, hey, you know what? Yeah, we could probably move the football against Emmanuel Forbes with DJ Moore when we get him in a matchup, even when it's not DJ Moore. But damn it, we know we can move the football with Cole Komet. And they have another tight end too in Tanyan who had a big time mm-hmm. year three years ago with Aaron Rodgers. Now, he hasn't been the same since an injury. But again, I would expect the Bears to play a lot of 12 personnel, get those guys out, try and get them matched up one-on-one on on, on, on option routes, on crossing routes, on sit-down routes, uh, what have you, against the tight ends or I should say against the linebackers of the commanders. So I think you're absolutely dead on. A lot of people are worried about Emmanuel Forbes. A lot of people are worried about, you know, whatever. That is a matchup that the Bears can absolutely exploit. Absolutely. And again, I just hope that they stay home. I hope they can tackle well. I mean, I feel confident that following our loss to Philadelphia, the offense, I hope they start fast. I think that's going to be really important. And then, you know, we'll be able to just execute for four quarters. But yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping uh, that's the main concern, but I hope it's alleviated. And uh, I appreciate you, Chris, as always, and for taking my call and uh, go Commanders. Yeah, you're too kind. Thank you, Noel. Appreciate you hanging in there and always being a part of the show. Good to hear from you on the Odyssey app. All right. Uh, not sure if we're going to have any more time for phone calls. We'll try, uh, but I can't promise you anything uh, right now. But as you know, it's been a disaster for the New York Giants. And as you know, they allowed 11 sacks the other night. So Evan Neal, who was a top 10 pick last year, a lot was expected out of him. Massive hulking man, right? Just because you pick in the top 10 does not mean you get it right. He has been a big-time disappointment. People comparing him to how bad Eric Flowers was as a tackle when he was a young player with the Giants, right? Another top 10 pick. So he and the Giant offensive line got booed correctly so, by frustrated Giants fans. And basically, he called Giants fans, Fairweather fans, called them sheep, and essentially said they're hamburger flippers and hot dog turners or whatever the hell he called them. Listen, uh, I understand people being frustrated. I get it. I understand that. You can't say that about your fans. You can't say that even though you apologized on social media. You can't say that. The person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere, he asked. Why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? I had never heard that term before. Uh, Our buddy Sean in Connecticut pointed it out. He said he uses it all. I'd never really heard that analogy or whatever. I think that's cool. Brian Dable said, ah, look, he was frustrated. You know, he made a poor choice, a poor decision, poor comments. He acknowledged it. We're moving on. End of it. Uh, Good luck to Evan Neal, right? Good luck to the Giants offensive line. Good luck to Daniel Jones. All they do is take on Miami this week. Yeah, good luck. But here's what... (laughs) Here's what New York radio host Don LaGreca on ESPN Radio in New York... This is, a, again, a local show in New York. Okay, LaGreca's, you know, he's done Rangers hockey. He's been around for a while. Uh, he works with Michael Kay and Peter Rosenberg, who we love. Here's what Don LaGreca had to say about Evan Neal. Right tackle Evan Neal looked up towards the stands, raised his arms, and gestured sarcastically. He said he did not flip off fans, but he did yell a clear message to them. 
They are booing us, so I said, boo louder, Neil told NJ Advance Media on Wednesday. Why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep, he added. The person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? Are you kidding me? I'd cut his ass. I would. How dare you? These people pay your salary. They pay an obnoxious amount of money to park, an obnoxious amount of money for PSLs, to sit there and watch this pap, and you call them hamburger flippers? What, you're so much better? I'd rather have a guy that's flipping hamburgers blocked than your piece of garbage ass. Who the hell are you to talk to fans like that? You piece of garbage. I hate when players do that. You're not above us. What, because you happen to play a sport? You're better than me. You're better than the people that pay your salary. These giant fans were here before you, and they'll be here after your sorry ass is cut. What a piece of human trash. And I don't want to hear some apology. I don't want to hear, oh, I was taken out of contact. I didn't mean, I don't want to hear, done, done. I would cut his fat ass. (laughs) You see him in the mall of Willowbrook, boo his ass. If you see him on the DMV, boo him. Don't stop booing him. If he goes to the Pro Bowl, boo him. If he wins a Super Bowl, boo his sorry ass. Screw that guy. We're not nobody. Flipping, but how are you taught? How do you condescend to people that pay to watch you play? Poorly, I might add. Wow. What do you think about that? That is uh, <laughs> that is definitely a New York take if I've ever heard I mean, one. I mean, you know, you used to live in New York. Oh, yeah. You know how the landscape is there, right? I'm, I'm from New York. I've lived in New York. I've worked in New York. I'm I mean, still in a group chat with a bunch of yeah. the producers up there. And let's just say a couple of the games, that chat's gotten a little wild. Uh, and, and it's understandable oh, to yeah. be frustrated with your team. It's oh, I, I, I know there are Commanders fans that yell and scream and curse. I, I, like, like, we're not, you know, listen, nobody's above reproach. Fans are passionate, right? They want their team to win. Here's the deal. You have to know if you're Evan Neal. Listen, man, you just have to wear it. Your team just allowed 11 sacks on national television. Fans are paying hundreds of dollars to go to these games. Giants fans are amongst the most loyal. They are passionate, but they are usually an older, they skew older, okay? But that doesn't mean that there aren't younger. Like, you give up 11 sacks, not that he did, but he wasn't good. He blocked his own guy. I don't know if you saw the video. I, I think I posted it the other night. He literally blocked uh, the tight end that oh, they yeah. got, Darren Waller, on a pass rush. He literally pushed him out of the way. And then the pass rusher comes right around Evan Neal. Like, this is a first-round pick, a top-ten pick. Shut the bleep up. Have some awareness that you can't kill the fan base for being angry or for being disappointed. This is how many uh, three terrible primetime performances out of four games to start the year. Home against Dallas, at San Francisco the previous Thursday night, and then this one with a lot of rest in between against Seattle on Monday night. Shut up. And, like, if he was a couple years that he had been in the league, like, if this isn't year one for him, I can understand and respect a little bit more. Well, it's year two, right? It was 2022 draft. Right, so year two. But regardless, like, he's not been in and proven long enough. He isn't a player that can be like, you know what? You guys are just mad in the moment. Like, no. Listen, he's not Andrew Thomas, their left tackle, who's good, actually. No, he's not. And so his ability, his 
coming out and telling the sheep to stop talking and that you're right. just burger flippers. Like, mm. Now, I think LaGreca was a little bit too strong there. I, I mean, like, I could imagine LaGreca's like a, you know, he's got a, a, a kind of a puffy, angry-looking face to begin with, if you've ever yeah, seen him. but to diminish I could imagine, base, like, his blood vessels just popping out of his forehead, right? There, I mean, he was really one, angry there. There's one group that you don't yell at, especially if you're playing poorly, and that's the fans. Like, mm. you can be upset with the fans not showing up. For instance, I think that Tampa Bay Rays have every right to be upset with their fan base because people are not showing up to their World Series play. And that's a good reason to be mad at your fans because they aren't doing what they're supposed to be when you're playing well. But to be mad at fans for being upset at you for playing poorly, no. That means you need to do your job better. You yeah. don't get to talk about what their jobs are. And by the way, just some choreographed apology from your agent or from the team's PR it's guy. It, it, it's not. I can't say it's dumb because it's better than not apologizing. True. That is true. But it doesn't absolve doesn't you of criticism. Anything. Like, if he would have just said, you know, look, I wish the fans wouldn't have been, you know, so... Uh, you know, so upset. Uh, we had a really bad night. We need the fan support of the fans. Fine. You know, I, I mean, I think people live with that. People might still be bothered by that, but people live by it. But he went to the lowest common denominator. And they were talking about hot dog uh, turners and, and hamburger flippers uh, and and people that you know again are, are are you know why would a lion listen to the opinion of a she- stop, dude? I mean, just just because you were a top ten pick. You're a lion? How about playing well? How about trying to play well, which you haven't? Anyway, that's, again, courtesy of ESPN New York. Don LaGreca blowing a head gasket at Evan Neal of the New York Giants. Things are going mighty fine up in the swamps of New Jersey. We'll come back, put the icing on the cake, dum-dum of the day, and our final pick, picks to come. Right here on the Team 980. Matt's giggling over on the other side of the glass. Dumb dumb of the day coming up. I wish we had more time to get into it. Uh, Final pick tonight. I think the Commanders survive. Win by two or three. I'll take Chicago plus the five and a half. It's all the way down to five and a half. Line's been moving all over the place. Those sharks are in the water, man. Five and a half. I'll take Chicago plus the five and a half. I would have liked it better at six, six and a half. What, you know, whatever little that means. But I think it's going to be a tight win for the commanders. I'll say 23-20. 23-20. Somewhere in that range. Um, We'll see. All right. Time for a fun. Well, no, not a fun. I shouldn't say that. I, I shouldn't say that. Not a fun. Uh, but a uh, a not sports, sort of weird, very voyeuristic, dum-dum of the day. It's time for dum-dum of the day. So imagine you are the son, the heir to the throne of a major, major convenience store chain named Bucky's. Imagine you're 28 years old, you have more money than you probably know what to do with, and imagine you are so much of a creep 
that you rig video recording devices into bathrooms and bedrooms of your mansion, your lake house in Texas, your mansion and other properties to film people going to the bathroom, showering, changing clothes, and you guessed it, having sex. No. That's right, Kirk. Yes. Well, that's what the son of the Bucky's convenience store chain, Michael Wa- uh, Mitchell Wasik, 28 years old, is facing acquisitions of. He is the son of the co-founder of the chain, Donald Wasik. He was arrested earlier this week, according to the New York Post and other reports. They found dozens of videos after friends confiscated one of the cameras uh, on this digital video camera other people in the bathroom in bedrooms on a micro card uh, all throughout different houses and different places that this guy installed when you talk about voyeurism when you talk about people being sleazy this is everything you need to know and think about how dumb this kid is again 28 years old you have a fortune waiting for you you live in mansions you live in lake houses and you still screw it up? You still are an absolute creep. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum dum of the day. Good luck, pal. We'll see if that fortune comes your way. Here's one thing I know if my dad was famous and made a lot of money, which he did not, I wouldn't be doing any of that stuff. I'd be taking my money and living large. All right, thanks to Matty Ice on the other side of the glass. Go and harass him today. All right, no, actually. Buy him a soda, buy him a beer uh, at FedEx Field tonight. Thanks to Gabriel Ramirez. Thanks to Michael Phillips. Thanks to you. Have fun at the game tonight if you're going. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Adios on the Team 980. Stay tuned for Craig and Logan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.